Blog Talk Radio. <clears throat> Welcome to a test broadcast on a Sunday. Still haven't gotten our shit together. Uh, tried many different ways and means and turbo duck butter three to get the audio quality decent while using uh, the router. And uh, hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully this time, hopefully the fucking 11th, 12th time. Yeah, yeah, man. What's up, man? <laughs> man, you, you didn't even, I didn't even let you lube yourself up first. <laughs> I'm lubed up constantly. It's an automatic thing. <laughs> you just press the button. I mean, I'm lubed up, baby. Who? What? Uh, I'm lubed up constantly, man. That's how I do it. Oh, okay. Uh, do you watch this Game of Thrones? I used to watch it. I watched it the first three episodes. That's all I watched, yeah. And uh, you, you didn't stick to it? Seems like people are obsessed with it. Well, man, I, you know, I watched the first three episodes. I mean, the first episode knocked me on my ass. It was like, uh, it was like a, a movie in one episode. It was like amazing. And it was scary. And it was medieval. And it was amazing. But um, <laughs> I've been watching them now, and they've gotten so, so concentrated on... Um, uh, dialogue, you know, which, you know, most shows are, but this show mm-hmm. has no, you know, not much action in it anymore, and it's just like, you know, constantly talking, and, uh, Je- Jeffrey's gotta die. Who's Jeffrey? <laughs> He's like that little boy king. I don't know, he might be dead already by now, but, um, oh. there's just too much, there's just too much dialogue and not enough doing, go- you know, stuff going on. <laughs> um, what about Veep? Do you watch the Veep? Uh, the witch? The <laughs> Veep with Julia, Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Oh, no, I haven't seen that yet. I, I saw a previous for it. It looked pretty good, actually. Um, oh, it's, yeah, it's very funny. Very funny. She's fucking uh, smoking hot. What? She's fucking smoking hot in, uh, in, the, in the previews, at least. Yeah, she she looks better than uh, than ever now that she's, like, yeah. 90. Yeah. Um, the... You you do realize, by the way, that that the, my Facebook status earlier was a quotation from one of Dave's direct competitors, right? Oh no! What's the I uh, uh well no. <laughs> I'm just saying you do. I'm just saying you realize that, right? I did. I did. Was that was that the Jimmy Kimmel quote? Yes. Oh, uh, yes, I did realize that, yeah. I, did I like that? I should have liked that comment. You No, you liked Charles's nope. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm asking you do realize, right? Because it wasn't even, uh. although I do agree with his sentiments, it wasn't even me saying it. It was, you know, is one of his combatants. Right, that's true, that's true. You know, it's, uh, who's Charles like? Like, for real. He was all about Leno, and now he's all about Fallon, which brings me to my next point. It would appear to me that the same people who enjoyed the old, stale, tired humor of Jay Leno are are the same people who say uh, 
the Jimmys are the future of late night. We need younger guys in late night. And it, it's starting to seem a bit hypocritical to me. What do you think? Oh, I think it is. I, um, I think if you like Jay Leno, that's it. You're going down with Jay Leno's ship. You can't really uh, transform to some other, you know, late night uh, comedian because uh, there's nobody else likes Jay Leno, you know. And, uh, you know, whether you like him or not, I just think it's unique. Uh, uh-huh. And uh, you can't jump to Jimmy Fallon. Just, you know, you can because he's in the same time slot, but you can't because they're totally different. I don't. I actually, I'll tell you, I, I don't like Jimmy Fallon. I didn't like him from the beginning, <laughs> but I recognize that he's working extremely hard and um, he's doing everything he must to stay in the time slot that he's been allotted. And uh, he's trying to, you know, earn his seat there. He's doing a good job, I think. But uh, I don't like Jimmy Fallon. I think Jimmy Fallon is, um, in my opinion, He's way too much of a kiss ass. He's not yes. a good interviewer. No. And um, quite frankly, he's going to rely on his goofiness and his music and his other talents that he, you know, portrayed in Saturday Night Live when uh, that's not really what a late night comedian host traditionally is. You're supposed to be good on your feet. You're supposed to be good at stand-up comedy and you're supposed to be good at interviewing, which I think Jay Leno was. You know, maybe he was bland, but I think he was better at that than Jimmy Fallon. Fallon just has more, a multitude of talent, but I, I really think he's too much of a kid's He's really, uh, you know, I don't <laughs> like that. that. You know, you're, when you're, you're supposed to be in control like you are of your show, uh, but uh, <laughs> I don't think Jimmy Fallon is. I, yeah, right. I'm, whenever Tom Fogarty comes on, I have no control over this show. <laughs> Tom Fogarty is your kryptonite. <laughs> yeah. and sometimes I think you two gang up to destroy the show. <laughs> you know, Tom. In that same vein, I think, you know, I like Craig Ferguson because I think he's crazy. Mm-hmm. And I think he's yeah. one of the best interviewers, especially with with women. He gets women to act like uh, they never were on other talk shows. And, uh, what does that mean? I mean, like, they talk about crazy stuff. They'll, they'll tell him more about their personal lives than they would tell Dave or they would tell Jay, you know. And Craig mm-hmm. is kind of like, you know, he's more... He's able to get his guests more comfortable, and I think that's a, that's a skill. That's definitely a skill. It's not just a he's not a mess, you know. He's actually pretty calculated, and I think he's fun. But he's old. He's way older than all these us, uh, and uh, you know, uh, Jimmy Fallon's and you know, uh-huh. Seth My- Meyer, Mayor, or whatever his name is. <laughs> Meyer, Seth Myers, yes. <laughs> um, well, uh, yeah. I mean, the the I obviously think that Dave is the best interviewer, uh, and. I, I've never laughed at any uh, show as much as, as I've laughed at his. Uh, but the, Fallon is uh, these uh, these interviews are just it's too much, man. When he's like, yeah. "Oh my God, Michelle Bachman, you're the greatest. Thank you for coming." You know, it's just right. like, uh, like, no, she's not the greatest. And and the only right. salvage there was that the Roots played that song called like that bitch crazy or something when she walked out, which they got in trouble for. And then Jimmy Kim, uh, Fallon tweeted uh, that he... Anyway, Letterman was on Kimmel at some point. Did, did you see that? No, I did not. I did not, he, no. Yeah, he was on Kimmel, and Jimmy Kimmel was showing Dave, because <clears throat> I think Kimmel shot the show in Brooklyn for a week. So Kimmel was showing Dave all these, like, basically shrines that he had to Letterman as a kid, and he even had, like, the custom plates made that said, like, Late Night or something, or, or Letterman or something on the, the plates. And uh, <clears throat> so, yeah, that, that was, you know, Jimmy Kimmel's hero, hence the 
quotation that I posted before with which you and Charles disagreed. Right. And tra- I'll, I'll and I, I think the quote is, is a good one, but it's asinine because he's, Dave Letterman is not a king in the ratings. You know, he's, you know, he's got to, you can say all you want, who you like the most, but you got to acknowledge who won in the ratings. The ratings were Rosalino, hands down. That, that's, a, that's a given. Even with even that Letterman's height of his career, I don't think he was hitting the numbers that Leno was hitting. And, you know, if you want to just base it on ratings, which is not a portrait of a true good comedian, you know, or a late night host, Leno wins. You know, and then, you know, Kimmel can say all he wants, but, you know, he has to remember there's a caveat with what he says, you know? You know, I think that what you just said is completely insane. <laughs> and I feel like you're you're the only person who would say that. I feel like most people who would disagree with that quote would say Johnny Carson was the greatest of all timers. And I feel like Jay Leno might be, like, one of the last people on the list I understand what you're saying, though, just that it's it's based on you're basing it on numbers, which I think maybe explains your political standing as well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Numbers are, you know, they're the reality of the thing. You know, that's why a lot of these uh, people we listen to on the radio are the people we listen to. Uh, you know, are our favorite artists because they sell albums. You know, they're the ones that we get exposure to. Yeah, um, Miley Cyrus is my favorite artist. <laughs> but no, no, I'm, I'm, she is you know. the Jay Leno. She's the Jay Leno of <laughs> of dancing naked on a huge ball. <laughs> no, but he connected with audiences. There's a difference of opinion there in terms of uh, what kind of late night uh, talk show host you want. You know, I thought opinions, and I'm just being real honest. Was Letterman was a little rough one of some of his guests. You know, I know that. Some people like that to get listen to that kind of reaction, you know, when he made uh Parasone cry, you know, I, I don't I don't go for that. I'm not, I don't get my I don't get off on what people make other people cry on a talk show or say asinine things about like, you know, Sarah Palin, you may not like her, but you know, listen, who the fuck are you to, you know, say something like that about someone you don't really even know. You know you're not you're not in politics. So why would you even elicit some kind of statement like that? I think that's a little overboard. What did he- what what was the statement exactly? Well, what was the uh, statement with uh, Palin? I'm not sure, but uh, he made some statement right where he had to actually apologize. He backtracked. <laughs> um, so, uh, speaking of crazy uh, people, um, uh, by by the way, I I agree a hundred percent with you that for God knows what reason, Jay Leno connected with people more than any other host. Uh, right. I think I think it's because he's he was the easiest to fall asleep to. I've always thought that. Um, but you know, you, some people might be more like you. Uh, anyway, the, uh, I was going to tell you that you know how people sometimes will complain about people tweeting or Facebook statusing, uh, just like every little thing. Well, Sonson has been just Facebooking his entire like every action he's taken this weekend. I, I saw that. He, he, he seems to be in like a downward spiral in his uh, <laughs> social life. <laughs> yeah, what? And, he, and then he's like, I go to a movie now. <clears throat> and they're like, with whom? <laughs> By myself. I don't need someone to go see a movie with. If I want to see it, I go see it. <laughs> yeah, he seems to be, he seems to be losing it. I, I, I worry for the young lad. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, tonight he's... Well, let's just... In our last couple minutes here, this is from, let's just go from, 
<laughs> Let's go from 21 hours ago. Uh, he says, <laughs> this is 21 hours ago. He says, it's time to get naked. Good night, everyone. I mean, good morning. <laughs> and then 12 hours ago, he says, feeling good, waking up to a bright, sunny day like this. Then he shares some sort of volleyball team thing where he plays with balls, I guess. Or no, he was tagged in it. Um, and then, and then this was entirely unnecessary. Seven hours ago, he says napping. That's it. <laughs> and then five hours ago, he goes hungry, heading to my brother's house for some papaya salad. And barbecue chicken. Barbecue with spelled with an I. <laughs> barbecue. And then he says, uh, four hours ago, damn, just had some rice, chivkin, chivkin, <laughs> and egg roll. I'm stuffed. And then two hours ago, he goes, <laughs> going through my DVD collections. Watching some movie, then hitting the bed. Then he shares some song. Says, "Love, Sayora Komora." <laughs> and he's like, "the uh, the video or whatever is the best Sayora Komora or song or whatever the fuck it is." And and then twenty five minutes ago, he says. And I've never seen this movie, but it sounds like a horror movie to me. But this is what he said. Done watching Shelter. Love a happy ending movie. Good night, everyone. <laughs> he really seems like he's on a downward spiral. Through life. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I remember the uh, statuses were all about uh, going to do it and to play with balls. And... Uh, uh, you know, all of a sudden, like, he's been putting out, like, uh, a message every 20 minutes. I don't know what's going on with him. <laughs> right. It used to be, like, twice a week he's playing with the balls, playing, going, feeling up some balls, and now all of a sudden he's napping and then eating barbecue, and then he says, have you heard of his movie Shelter? Because he said Happy End It, but it sounds like a scary movie to me, the title. Shelter sounds like a real drama horror kind of film. I, I, I... He and he only liked the most following of films. Do you remember that? Right, right. Like <laughs> when we saw Hannibal in Bizarro World, North Haven, he any time that Hannibal Lecter was like eating brains or cutting people's faces or whatever, <laughs> he he would lean forward in his chair and in like utter fascination. He would was getting off on this uh, cannibalistic <laughs> behavior. And you, you know how, like, some people who get really scared, they, they either laugh at it or uh, they have, like, weird, you know, um, reactions to it. Sonson was, like you said, was really getting off on it. He really enjoyed, like, the people eating brains. He, like, really w went to the movie just to see the brain-eating scene. That's what he yeah. was looking for. Yeah, <laughs> and, and at, like, 16, 17 years old. Uh, he's, <laughs> actually, he's a little older than we are. I think he was probably, like, 18 at the time, but... Uh, what, 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 that's sick, man. It, it is sick, but it's like the same with people who like to go to the rotten websites and look at kind of gross stuff up. I, I, I I'm not going to lie. I did that in college because someone dared me, but I'll never do it again. I mean, that's, I don't, I don't get off on that. 
What did you see? Oh, God. I saw, like, um, uh, some guys got hit by a train. So it was, like, guts and blood all over the railway. And uh, mm. you could see his, his face was ripped off. On, you know, it was just ridiculous. Mm. And uh, it was called Rotten.com? Yes, R-O-T-T-E-N.com. Yeah, it was, just, uh, it was too much. Too much. All right, well, we'll, we'll, we'll end it there on the guy getting hit by the train. Um, wait, 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 wait a minute. Let me ask, can I ask you a question? I want to ask you this question. Yes, uh, of course. How do you think uh, Jay Leno and David Letterman voted in the last election? I... And, then, and then I think you can figure out why each of us <laughs> likes who and why. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, I'm, yeah, it's a joke, but it's time. Because I think, I think Jay Leno voted Republican. I think he's a Republican, and I think, uh, you know, you know, Letterman's probably a Democrat, right? You know, am I wrong? I, I think Dave is quite liberal. Um, yeah. And I remember when President Obama was first elected, whenever anyone was on and mentioned him, Dave said, boy, that's a nice thing we went and did for ourselves, isn't it? And uh, he, uh, I remember him saying to, that to the French prime minister's wife. Uh, and... Yes, yeah, so he, I know he's a big fan of the Obamas, he's a big fan of Barack Obama, and, right. and he told the president he's a big fan of uh, Michelle, so he's very, she's a very nice lady, etc. Uh, Leno, right. I, don't, I, don't, I, I don't know about that, because like, right. based on the one time that he showed a backbone, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, when he was, inter- or almost showed it, he was interviewing Michelle Bachman. And he really, I mean, for Leno, pressed pressed her on the whole right. gay issue. Um, right. So he was like, I mean, you know, I, I guess, uh, you know, I, I guess we won't agree on the gay thing, but I mean, like, I have friends who have, you know, gay parents, or their parents, you know, two gay parents have a child or whatever, and I, you know, I don't see anything wrong with it. <laughs> and um, she, uh, you know, and she said, oh well, you know, they said. I thought they were saying pray away the gray and he was like oh, and then they just moved on. Um right. but uh but I I I don't know. I think that the I think even if he was somewhat conservative, I think the party got a little too crazy for him the last few years. Right, I agree with that. I agree with that. And um he, you know, he may not vote Republican, but I think he's more Republican than Letterman or more conservative. I think, you know, just in watching the show, I don't watch it, you know, religiously, but from what I watch, you know, in the finale, you know, he picked his favorite artist, was what, Garth Brooks? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I feel like he's more conservative in terms of his jokes, you know, and that's just his personality, too. I think that's just the way he is. And then, um, right. I just think, I just feel like he's either a libertarian or he's a Republican, but either way, you know, you can't figure it out with him. He's not, he hasn't stated his position. I think that's... Brilliant in a way, you know, uh, of a late night talk show host who wants more audience, but it's also, like you said, it's kind of the thing that sucks about him too, because you don't really know which way he stands, you know, and uh, mm-hmm. doesn't have a backbone, as you say. But you know, uh, um, well, I think I for think years, that's, I think that that's the appeal of the two of them. You know, one appeals to one crowd, the other appeals to the other crowd, and the winner of all of this is the one who can appeal to the greatest crowd in terms of if you're just looking for success, you know? Okay. But you've got to define success. I think that, that success is either money, dollars, or numbers. 
or yeah. it's, uh, you know, staying true to your values. That there's two different kinds of definitions. Or it can be uh, the longest-running late-night host ever. Uh, right. It, it could also be uh, the guy who didn't get fired three times. We, you know, it's like... like right, yeah, right, Dave, right. No, no, I'm not saying Dave is not a successful. I never said that. I think he actually has come out of the winner. Of all the late-night wars, mm-hmm. he's probably the winner. You know, and everything but ratings. That's it. Right. Right. That's it. He's won in reputation. He's won in legacy, and not just among the fans, because the fans are one thing, but he's won among comedians, I think. Right, absolutely. And uh, the people who really, you know, probably matter to him most are comedians, you know, and, and, uh, and uh, you know, cinema and, and Hollywood. Mm-hmm. You know? I was going to say that for, for years he did not uh, reveal his political standing and he still never came out and said and he always you know plays real dumb um but he uh it was i think it was during the obama mccain election that uh you know there were very clear signs of where he stood like for instance when john mccain suspended his campaign and then uh and you know who do you get to replace him you get anyone to replace and then he had Keith Olbermann come over. You know, it was like very kind. Right. And then he, he also made fun of McCain for like a half hour before Olbermann came out. Um, right. You know, so he just kind of made a standing clear. That I think as he got older, he just kind of didn't give a shit and just wanted to, right. just was going to do whatever he wanted to do, which uh, which I enjoyed greatly. <laughs> right. Some people may not have. Yeah. Uh, well, and then, well, you know, there's a respect there. You know, I respect Letterman, uh, but I just prefer... Leno, and uh, I, I can see where you're coming from, and uh, um, you know, I think, but I think it boils down to people's not political leanings, but just who you are. You know, are you, if you're more of a conservative kind of safe person, you like Leno. If you're more of a kind of a daring person, push the edges, you like Letterman. Then I think that's just how it was. See that there's another thing. There's another yeah. thing that I think is a bit hypocritical of the whole deal because because people keep saying. The same people who say it's the Jimmy's time, blah, 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 they, the, they keep saying that Dave is uh, old, has been, uh, but that he's, <laughs> he's the most cutting edge. So there, there's this big kind right. of dichotomy there right. that I feel like people are getting lost in their, their kind of uh, uninformed impressions. Right, right. Uh, well, yeah, that's, that's very true. I think he pushes the envelope. In his jokes, uh, but you see, you know, yeah, he's he is, you know, not the trend of late night, which is not what we're creating. I think it's just uh, what the big stations are creating. You know, it's just this mm-hmm. kind of. I don't think you'll find that awesome comedian anymore that Letterman or even Leno was, and mm-hmm. so they're just finding all these guys with uh, a bunch of tricks. You know, like uh, Fallon, and Kim um, finding pretty close to like you know uh, those guys in the same vein, but. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Who do you think is going to replace Letterman? You know, that is a great question. That is a question for the ages. Um, I heard names thrown around this week. They said uh, Jon Stewart, Stephen Colbert was the big... uh, Colbert was the one that CBS is apparently interested in. Um, I heard Ellen DeGeneres. Uh, What I'm wondering... And I think that this would be beautiful, and I don't know why nobody is mentioning this. I think that 
Conan O'Brien would once again be the perfect Ooh. successor to David Letterman. Right. You know, he was his successor on NBC, and obviously the 11.30 slot didn't work out for him uh, on NBC, but I think that w- w- up against Jimmy Fallon, I, I feel like Conan could do pretty well on, on CBS, uh, and I think I he would... I also think he would retain a lot of Dave's audience. What about you? What do you think? No, I agree with that. I think uh, Cole would be a good villain. You know, he's got practice. He's tried and tested, and uh, he's pretty true to the craft, and uh, I think it would be a good choice. I don't know other names, like, um, uh, what does it say, Jerry Seinfeld? Mm-hmm. You see, I think Seinfeld would be pretty damn good. I don't, I don't, uh, I think he would be pretty good. I think he's, uh, Kind of more Leno-esque, actually, if you think about it. He's more conservative. He's, he doesn't, he doesn't, you know, touch on two edgy jokes. And uh, I think he's proven himself. When you, whenever you see him like guest spot or, um, mm-hmm. you know, get interviewed by any of these comedians, I think he holds his own. And uh, he's, he's probably, without a doubt, the best comedian out of all these guys. You know, if you see the, if you see the stand-up, or you know, just historically, he's been around longer and more successful. If you think about it, and. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, I think he'd be perfect. I say I like Jerry Seinfeld in that time slot. He's like just as old as Letterman, though, isn't he? Yeah, he is. So that's a good point. That's a good point. And he looks old too. He's definitely, uh, <laughs> you know, he, he looks older now. Um, mm-hmm. But I think I, I agree with you. I think um, you know he would be good. Uh, Conan, Conan would be good, and uh, even Kimmel would be good too. I think. It, that that is an interesting thing. I would have never even thought about that, but then in reading these articles this week, uh, I guess Kimmel said that if he were to get that call, it's something he would definitely consider. What's weird about that is that he already has a major network late night show on at eleven thirty, so he would right. be staying in the same time slot and jumping stations. What do you think about that? Ooh. Um... That's tough. I think it's. Uh, I think he's already marked his ground. He would definitely be interested in the uh, the offer, and I think he would take it. Whether or not that would be controversial, I think it would be. But um, mm-hmm. again, you have to do what's right for your career, and uh, if if you get tapped on the shoulder, you have to make that decision. I would. I think he's capable of doing it. So um, I think and he would. You also have to look at the uh, contractual obligations that. Kimmel has right. with ABC and that Conan has with TBS and that Colbert has right. with Comedy Central. And uh, Ellen DeGeneres, uh, that, that name kept coming up as well, and that would be, that would be cutting edge uh, for a couple of reasons, uh, d- uh, mainly just because of her uh, gender and her uh, sexual right. orientation. Um, and right. I think sh- maybe she appeals to a slightly younger crowd uh, than Leno uh, and uh, maybe Dave, I don't know. But uh, what do you she... think about? Um, mm-hmm. What do you think about maybe Tina Fey? Huh? Tina Fey? Yeah, that was. Those names were tossed around to take over for Fallon as well before Seth Meyers got the gig. They were saying that maybe Amy and Tina co-host. Um, you know, Amy Poehler and Tina, Tina Fey. What do you think right. about that? Ooh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> you think it needs to be I don't one? Know. I think that uh, I, for some reason I don't know when I think of women, and there's got to be just one, you know. Uh, if there's, <laughs> I don't know. It sounds really strange, but uh, Jeez, I think you must not have too, offer, you know, your fantasies own. must not be too crazy then. 
you know. That, that's right. That's right. I, I, I don't know. I think he'll take all their own. If you need to, you know, a uh, sidekick for a while, that's fine. I guess that makes sense. But I, I just don't see, you know, Colbert doing it. I really don't think. Uh, yeah. Me neither. I don't understand why he's the top choice. I don't think that would pan out at all very well. Not at all. Mm-hmm. I think. That, um, I don't know. I just don't think he can hold attention that long. He's also like the show that he has now. He's not. He plays a character. So right. does he bring the whole you know bootleg Bill O'Reilly thing to CBS? And that's that's not going to work for too long. Or is he uh, just himself? And nobody has even seen that yet. So I don't understand. Like right. I was reading it like. The, it's his if he wants it is what basically what they were saying and I think I mean I'm sure he would be fine but I yeah it's just I think it's an odd fit I think Conan right. would be a hundred times better. I got I got two suggestions for you. One of the yes. more serious one I think um, I'm, I'm big into comedy I like comedy I think uh, these guys should be really naturally funny they shouldn't just be you know professional I think they should have both that professionalism but. Comedy is more important. It's almost like seventy thirty. It should be really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Larry David is the funniest man I have ever seen. I have not, uh, you know, uh, you know, in like sitcom shows, you know, whether mm-hmm. he's producing it or not. And in his uh, uh, stand-up, I think he's just freaking hilarious. I, I think <laughs> he would be amazing. His stand-up. Where have you even seen his stand-up in, like, the Curb Your Enthusiasm he documentary? Uh, he had a weird show on HBO probably about three or four years ago, and they, they showed like his stand-up on TV. It was it was so funny. It was like uh, really ridiculous, but it was great. I thought he was the funniest person I've ever seen. I I I can't say enough good things about him. <laughs> uh, what do you think about that? Uh, wait, wait. You had more suggestions. Uh, the other one was was not so funny, but uh, it's a joke. It's kind of it's still a joke. Tom Green, Tom Green, <laughs> Tom Green. Yeah, why not? Sure. <laughs> what do you think? Well, Tom Green has he also has a radio show uh, that he went on Norm Macdonald's podcast that, to promote it, and you know. Norm's hasn't been on in a while, and I, it just doesn't seem like they're going to do it again, which sucks because Norm MacDonald had the best podcast I've ever heard. It was only 11 episodes. drives me crazy. I don't know what he's doing. Uh, and I think we think maybe he got sued, though, by the one of his sponsors. is called The Man Great. And when Nick Swartzen was on, they couldn't stop making fun of The Man Great and the name of it. So my friend John suggested, like, is Norm really taking a hiatus for the summer, or is he getting sued by the Mangrate? And then, you know, that was in the spring and whatever, and now look at it, and we're in next fucking uh, April already. Yeah. So, um, but I think, <laughs> uh, I think Tom Green would be an absolutely horrific choice. Yeah, yeah. With, <laughs> with all due respect. Uh, okay, give me, give me your your most favorite, who you would like to see there, and give me also who you think is going to be there. <laughs> uh, well, uh, Conan, I, I want Conan to be Dave's successor. Okay. I want him, and, and I think it's also, in a way, a little retribution for Conan as right. well, because NBC gave The Tonight Show to Jay Leno, Dave went to CBS. Uh, right. NBC once again gives the Tonight Show to Jay Leno 
and it'd be great if Conan also went to CBS and took over right. for the other guy who went to CBS, you know? Um, right. So he's number one. And then in terms of who I think will be there, uh, yeah. I don't know, man. It's hard to imagine any decision without me being incredibly, like, shocked and disappointed. Because, uh, right. like, I, I'll, I'll say Colbert now because that's who it seems is likely to uh, be vetted at the moment or uh, wanted at the moment. Um, but, but at, like you said, I, I just can't see it. I can't see him doing that. Right. It's just like, uh, to me, it was, you know, he's great, but uh, I think that's, I just think it's going to be, it's going to go flat at some point. I just don't think mm-hmm. you can hold a, an audience for, you know, an hour's time, you know, every night. I just, I get sick of it. I think with all, with all the recent late night switches, uh, and when Leno left uh, again, you know, for the third time, um, the uh, I was far more interested in what happened with late night than with the Tonight Show. So, uh, and that's because David Letterman originated late night. Conan O'Brien took over for him. Uh, and then Fallon, you know, I, I, I couldn't really watch Fallon that late because the show's too energetic, but I enjoyed it when I did see it. Uh, and uh, so I was very fascinated with how is Seth Meyers going to be. I didn't really care how Jimmy Fallon was going to be on The Tonight Show because I knew I was watching Dave, and I also knew he would be good, and he would probably do the same show that he did at 1230, which he is. He's doing the same exact show. There's, like, there's like no difference. Um, right. And, but... Seth, so I've so I've been more engaged in what Seth Meyers is doing, and I got to tell you, thus far I'm very impressed. Okay, right. I'm very impressed with Seth. Seen, I haven't seen it, uh, but it seems like he would be uh, nothing but a, a professional on the show and uh, classy. <laughs> yeah, you, know, you said you don't like that. <laughs> you just said I don't. I, I don't need them to be professional. I think you know. I think it's important, you know, with your interview, you know, who you're interviewing with. But when you're trying to make people laugh, you got to be as funny as you can be. You got to be a real natural comedian. I think mm-hmm. there's very few of those around. I think Jerry Seinfeld's one of them. You know, Larry David's one of them. Uh, you know, I, I couldn't tell <laughs> you. Would well, never do I think, it. What? Larry David would never do it. Who did you just say? Uh, Charles Grodin? <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, Martin Short. Oh, yeah, Mar- well, Mar- we've discussed this. Martin Short would be great. Yeah, but these are all old guys, so they're never going to pick these old guys. No, d- definitely not. Uh, I mean, maybe, so- I think on, was it on Louie, uh, the television series that uh, uh, Letterman's job was coming down between Chris Rock, Jerry Seinfeld, and and, and Louis C.K. was, like, being, like, having audition. Yeah, yeah, they did say Chris Rock. Him and George Carlin are my all-time two favorite comedians for stand-ups. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think that would be fine. I think he would be good. I think he's done it before because he had that Chris Rock show on HBO. Um, but I don't think that any of the major networks uh, are going to cast an African-American comedian, unfortunately. Um, I feel like uh, 
uh, it's like, uh, you know, that, that one year that you had, um, vibe on and, uh, the magic hour and, uh, uh, Arsenio and stuff. And they all like got canceled, like, you know, right. all like very rapidly though. The magic hour was absolutely horrendous. Um, right. but, uh, but yeah, like I just, you know, like Arsenio is, is back on and that's great. And he's on at 1130 and that's great, but he's not on, you know, one of the four major networks. So, right. uh, I mean, maybe Fox would do it. I don't know. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it, I mean, then again, of course, I remember when we were, uh, in high school, Danny DeStefano telling me he doesn't think that the world is ready for a black president and, and, you know, that right. happened. So, yeah, that's right. Know, Chris I, Rock could I, would, I would love to see, you know, like a real, you know, comedian on the show, like a uh, Seinfeld or a Chris Rock. I, I would, Definitely sign up for that. No doubt about it. I would. Uh, I think mm. that's. I would love to see fresh comedy. You know, that's funny every night. You know, and I think that's. Ooh. You know, Fallon's, Fallon's not going to give you that. He's going to give you a bunch of sketches and dancing, and you know, the roots are going to be great, that kind of thing. And. Uh huh. is funny, but he's not. I don't think he's funny all the time, and he's. You know, he's, he's not. A, he's not a comedian. You know, he's not. You know, he's not. You know. <laughs> Wait, but, uh, who? Who? Uh, Kimmel. Oh. Uh huh. Colbert's not a real, real comedian. You know, these are real comedians. I think these guys, you know, I love to see James Seinfeld and Chris Rock do the show. I would, I would definitely sign up for that. They should do it together. That would be amazing. I, I, I love it. Well, you know, the, those two have a profound respect for each other. They did that, like, Aspen Comedy Fest comedians sit down together or something like that. Right, right. <laughs> I just worry about Chris Rock. He's gone older now, you know. He's not as edgy as he used to be. Maybe that's a good thing for you know late night, but uh, I don't know. And, and Seinfeld's kind of similar. He's gotten even, you know, probably even blander. I don't know if that was possible with this joke, but um, uh, you know, maybe they're too bland. I don't know. Maybe you, uh, maybe you need a guy like Louie. You know, maybe you need like uh, you know, Louie and Chris Rock combined. <laughs> what about uh? You know, uh, the, the reason I think that I'm uh, I'm enjoying Seth Meyers is because uh, lately, you know, you know what sucks about this whole thing is that like uh, Tuesday night I texted B Marsh when Seth Meyers started. I was like really enjoying flipping from Dave to Seth, and the next day Dave announced he was retiring. So it was like, right. you know, I I really enjoy this, and oh, there it goes. Um, but, uh, but it reminded me of flipping from Dave to Conan. I never was comfortable with flipping from Dave to Fallon at 1130. Um, but I loved going from Dave to Conan. Now going from Dave to Seth, for some reason, for some reason, uh, to me is more like going from Dave to Conan. And also Seth Meyers will throw in these random things that don't make any sense, which is very Letterman-esque that I appreciate. Um, just random (laughs) you know, randomness right. that I, I don't, I can't even remember cause it was so bizarre, but I love that. Um, and, uh, yeah. And, and his bits have been funny so far. The only thing that's kind of been bothering me about it is he tells stories a lot of the time. Like every night he'll tell a story about his life. That's not so interesting, which maybe makes me, uh, realize why we've gotten so few listens lately. Um, <laughs> but Maybe, uh, maybe they need to go outside of the, the, the traditional realm. 
Maybe they need to pick a Reese's Homes. Maybe they need to pick <laughs> you, my friend. Yes, I think they do. By the way, why the fuck have you been calling me Regis for like three months now? <laughs> no, no, I've been calling you Regis. Remember that your John Travolta name, Regis. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll call you Regis. <laughs> I thought you were saying Regis. No, Regis, Regis. Was it Regis? Regis Hain or something? The first thing was Regis. I don't remember the Holmes part, but it was Regis. Let me. We got to do it again now. You were Regis's evil brother, Regis. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. Regis is a compliment. In fact, David Letterman calls Regis the closest thing that we have to Johnny Carson today. Uh, wow. Oh, it was it was Reese Hazes. <laughs> I think I must have combined the two and called you Regis. Yes. It's Reese Hazes. What do you think about John Travolta? <laughs> I think I think Jackson Weed would be a lot better. <laughs> what was Tom Fogarty? Did we do Fogarty's? We must have. I think we did. I Let's do was, his again. John Travolta was very similar. Tom Fogarty. Uh, is oh Todd Fergusson right? That was like the least funny one. But yeah, Travolta doing he would get everyone's name wrong every night. <laughs> I would listen to it just for the names. I don't love it. <laughs> I think Adina Menzel will have to be his band leader. <laughs> I really think um, they, they they should reach out, channel the streams, and I think you'd be a fine pick for the show. Quite frankly, I think you. You have a, uh, the right amount of crazy, the right amount of funny, and the right amount of professionalism. I think you need all three of those to do a good job on tonight's show. I agree. <laughs> and and not tonight's show. You mean the late show. The late show, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Uh, uh, yeah, I, yeah. I texted uh, Katie Bro My friend Katie Brodnick, she's a comedian, and I texted her the other day. She was doing a show. So I said, break a leg, and may we both take over for Letterman in 2016. <laughs> That's right. Maybe a man and a woman. Yeah. Huh? A man. Maybe a man and a shmalia. Maybe, maybe it's time for shmalians uh, around the world to unite. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of, there was a, a, a drag queen walking around last night at the uh, bar that my friend Peter and I were at called Bartini. It's a gay bar in Hell's Kitchen. Um, and it was like the first time I had gone out gaying since... Uh, since I stopped drinking, and boy, boy, have I forgotten how to dance. <laughs> I was just so tense, and I think it was just because it was, like, the first time, and I think it'll get easier right. as time goes on, but, like, the first time being at that place with all the lasers and the steam, the fog machine, and, like, and you know, and then weirdos, uh, it was just yeah. a little too much. But the drag queen who was walking around is my Facebook friend, Marty Gould Cummings, who uh, uh, I could not figure out to, whether to say he or she when I was talking to Peter last night. And it was 
like I, I couldn't. I, I don't know if I'm supposed to call him she or her him or whatever because he's not one of these ladies got a cock cut into the vagina uh, and he's, uh, <laughs> you know, and, and he's, he walks around and not drag a lot. Um, but, yeah, anyway, he had a very lovely ass for a, a drag queen. Uh, you know, there's uh, there's only one way to find out. You got to go up and ask them. Yeah. What do you What do you want to be called? <laughs> yeah. Ma'am. I thought you were gonna say. I thought you were gonna say. There's only one way. Go and feel up the drag queen. I would. I would actually, uh, that's what I really meant. Uh, <laughs> I think you. That's what I would do. Uh, they'll, they'll let you know real quick. Um, and some of them might like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it's interesting but, uh, because. You know, that she, Marty Gould Cummings, the drag queen, has been sober for longer than I have now. And she's in her, like, mid-20s. Uh, and uh, and it's interesting because she was walking around selling people vodka shots. It's just a very odd, you know, odd picture. That is. I, let me ask you, was it difficult, though, you know, being sober and then going to, the, you know, a club like this or whatnot? Or, I mean, is it diff- I, I would imagine it's very difficult. You mean difficult in what sense? Difficult not to drink? Uh, well, number one, not to drink, and number two, uh, even to socialize, because everybody else is probably, you know, drinking. Uh, you know, so I, I would just think both sides are, are difficult, you know, in, in terms of uh, going out and having a good time, you know? Yeah, well, I was with my friend Peter, and uh, he was loosey-goosey, and he had had a couple drinks, um, right. He even, like, he was so nice that he, at the previous bar that we met at, he, like, didn't get a drink until, like, he, like, asked if it was all right, which is, you know, ridiculous. But, yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> um, so, uh, we, uh, so, yeah, so I'm just sitting there at the first bar, but I get a club soda, and then at the next bar I get a club soda, and it was, uh, I, I, I never had the desire to drink anything. In fact, it was quite the opposite. Like, the, wow. I was I was watching the bartender pour Peter's rum and Diet Coke and pour my club soda, and I was trying to make sure none of none of the rum was splashing into my drink, or that right. you know I did. And I was thinking like maybe I'll order a Diet Coke. No, no, I won't, because what if I accidentally pick up Peter's or whatever? So uh, right. it was like I was trying very hard to like because I didn't want to drink. I was making right. sure that I wasn't, uh, and that I think I'm being a little bit crazy about. I think I'm being very anxious about the whole, like, trying not to consume any alcohol thing. Um, and because uh, most people won't get paranoid that there's vodka in, in their club soda, but I do. Uh, and anyway, uh, so that wasn't the hard part, but but it didn't loosen, you know, I, I, I didn't loosen up at all. Like, I stayed pretty stiff and... The only time that right. it really loosened up was if, like, a really good song came on or a song that I knew came on and then I could move a little better. Um, but, you know, one can only hear so much Robin and Miley and uh, Kesha and right. uh, Beyonce. Uh, and, it's, you know, like, I would have loved if Bieber came on at some point or, like, Jason Derulo or something. It was weird because right. they played um, that Talio Cruz song, Dynamite, uh, which hasn't been around for a while, and, and that was just an uh, that cleared up the dance floor right quick. Anyway, it was it was um, 
it was not difficult to not drink, but it was difficult to be in that environment sober. Yes. Okay. Okay. Well, that's good to hear. I mean, uh, then then you just got to work on, you know, kind of relaxing and then easing into the environment. And uh, um, so, that, you know, it's, it's like a two-step process. I think that's that's good to hear, though. It's very positive. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I got to lose know, myself it, up. Not only that, but it might improve your nightlife, right, in a lot of ways, you know, because then uh, then you kind of seek out the people that have similar interests, you know, not in drinking. And, uh, uh, you know, you know, your relationships may improve all around, I think. You know? Well, here's the, the other thing about that is that when I was drinking 90 days ago and or 92 days ago and getting hammered um, uh, and going out to these places, I had gotten so tremendously fat that when I was right. uh, that I couldn't holler at boys or whatever because uh, or and and they wouldn't be looking at me uh, because you know I didn't have well I didn't look uh, I didn't look how I feel how I feel I should or whatever and I um was not comfortable, so I was walking around with no confidence. So even in the end of the drinking days, I wasn't dancing well either. You know, I wasn't right. at ease either because I knew that with each beer, I was getting further and further away from who I wanted to be. So I feel like I did have a little bit more confidence last night, and like I did notice that you know people, men and women, uh, were looking uh, you know over and whatnot, um, and uh, so. So there is kind of like, yeah, the alcohol did put me at ease a bit, but it also made me, uh, like I knew, no matter how drunk I got, I knew with each drink I was taking that I was packing on the pounds and getting, you know, getting to the point where I didn't feel comfortable with myself. Uh, so, so, you know, yeah, it, it eased me in, in one way, but it, it, I think the, uh, the adverse effects it had were far greater, you know? Right, right. In a way, you could call this the renaissance of your 30s. <laughs> uh, I don't know. If, is that the right word? Renaissance? I don't think so. I don't no. think so. <laughs> renaissance means like I'm doing a lot of things. Like I'm a renaissance man now. <laughs> this is your like rebirth. Right. That's, yeah, rebirth like a, a like Mandrew. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, Major, Major, Major. <laughs> oh man. Um. So uh, we've we've accidentally done an entire episode, by the way. <laughs> people, people might like this episode because it was different. This was a different episode. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you think that dog Mousy that lives by itself is doing right now? Well, Mousy is still in production of her album. It hasn't <laughs> dropped yet. Uh, you know, we did hear the uh, hit single before, uh, Ambitions as a Dog. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of it? The barking song? Yeah. yeah. Ambitions of the Dog? <laughs> yeah. Isn't that a DMX yeah. album? That's not a DMX album? No, no. Okay. Actually, she, she has a song in conjunction with DMX, and actually that's what we'll hear on Wednesday. Okay. Um, by the way, you know uh, how Jared Leto played the uh, 
a transgender lady in um, Dallas Buyers Club? Yeah. Well, I just saw that 30 Seconds to Mars was trending, and I, that's his band, and I clicked on the thing, and all it said was, like, uh, we're in Thailand, thank you so much, Bangkok, capital letters. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought you would enjoy that. I do, I, I, I do enjoy Thailand, females, and 30 Seconds to Mars. I actually like their music. Their music's not too bad. What do you, what do you think about their music? I've never heard uh, not one note. Really? Yeah. You think I should? Yeah, you should get on that Spotify, man. <laughs> Wait, you're not on Spotify. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> By the way, I walked into uh, the uh, the bathroom today at the gym, the men's room, and I noticed these white things on top of the uh, toilet seat cover thing, and then I noticed another one on the toilet behind the seat, and they were all... <laughs> They're all chocolate bars, ra- fully oh, wrapped candy what? bars. They were wrapped, fully wrapped, like fundraising, you know, kids' school or whatever candy bars. It was, I don't know, I guess that whoever that was ain't had no time for chocolate. Did you, uh, did you eat, eat one at least? I, I did think about it, like, you know, what, I mean, I wasn't going to eat it because I'm on this diet, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I don't know. What would you do? They're fully wrapped, but one's on the actual toilet. And and the other three are on top of the toilet seat cover metal thing. I would have eaten the one on the toilet, definitely. <laughs> and I would have taken the other three and handed them out to my coworkers or you, people uh... in the gym. People <laughs> in the gym. Would you use the one that you take off and eat off the toilet? Would you use the juices that are on top of the toilet to uh, like as a sauce for the chocolate bar? Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. I would, uh, I would collect the sauce, put it in a cup, and dip it in the uh, with the chocolate bar. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> and what's your favorite scene? Is she the main man with the main divine man? Oh, oh, If if you can think of one on the spot, I know it's. I tell it my father, don't I? Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Don't hang up yet. My favorite scene. And she's the main man featuring my mind abides mine. <laughs> it's got to be when Amanda Bynes dresses up as a clown and she's scary as all hell on her. And, uh, you know, she's terrorizing this, this town of, uh, you know, a small main town with five kids in it. Main uh, town? And terrified. Uh, of Maine, Maine, Maine. And uh, and this clown is just terrifying them and even killing them as they grow up. And, uh, you know, one one child has a, a little paper boat and it's, it's floating down a river into the sewers. And all of a sudden he's reaching down to get his boat because it went into the grate. And this clown comes out and reaches his hand out trying to grab the kids to pull him in. And uh, he says, don't you want to come in? Well, don't you? Don't tell me all smoke down here, don't you? And that's my favorite scene. She's a main man, she's a main about his Don't you wanna? Have you been saying that for years? That don't you wanna? Or was that did that start on the show? No, I've been saying that for years to people, and, and nobody gets it. Nobody picks up on it, except for a, you know a couple select people. But uh, and that's from that was, it. That's from it. Yes. 
And was the we clown... We all down here. Don't you want to come in? Don't you? Was the clown named Patrick? <laughs> I think it was. No, I, I, forgot, I actually forget the name, the clown name. I'm going to look it up for you. I like that. I love that. I watch that episode before, uh, the, that scene before I go to bed every night. <laughs> <laughs> it, is that true? Um, in college, it used to be. Yeah, I used to watch it, like, you know, probably every other night. Yeah. Why the hell would you watch that before you go to sleep? I don't know why. I, I like to look at... In college, I had a real issue. Um, there was one year where I was living alone in a, in a single... And I would just look at scary stuff before I go to bed every night. And that's when I, I think I looked at Rotten.com and uh, <laughs> uh, I would look up, you know, really scary scenes of movies and just try to scare the heck out of me. And, um, yeah, it was really one of the worst years of my life. So uh, wow. don't ever do that. <laughs> uh, that sounds awful. Um, my favorite scene is She's the Man Man with a Man 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 and that fat lady from TV Land, and <laughs> Bruce Willis did her voice. That's my favorite scene, and she's a magma with a magma. <laughs> 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 um, so have you been able to hear me this entire time? Yes, I've heard you loud and clear, and uh, uh, perfect, yeah. I really fucking hope that this worked, because the only difference is that I upgraded the router firmware or whatever, uh, which I guess was two years old or something because I had an upgrade, which I didn't even know I was supposed to be doing. Um, I didn't know that you could do that. Wow. Okay. Yeah, and the Netgear guy, like, wouldn't help me because it's, like, 90-something days out of warranty or whatever. Anyway. Oh, I, I fucking hate Netgear. Sorry. I said that. No, they're but the I worst. Hate Netgear. They did that to me before. Yeah, they're the worst. Linksys was also Linksys did the same thing to me though, but apparently they have better routers. Although the last one really sucked, but this router I paid three hundred dollars on, and look at all the fucking issues we're having. Yeah, and there's no and there's no customer service or help. They're terrible, awful, awful. May as well be Time. You know, Time Warner Cable was actually more helpful than Netgear, and Time Warner Cable is the least helpful company in the history of the planet Earth. <laughs> you know what? You're right because. One time I had an issue, I went to Tom Warner Cable, and mm. they had tried as much as they could to help me. You know, I, I guess that's such a terrible issue. Then they sent me to Netgear, and Netgear just laughed at me and hung up the phone. <laughs> they laughed at you? Yeah, he laughed at me. I was like, yeah, you have no idea what you're doing, buddy, do you? And I'm like, no, but can you tell me? And he's like laughing, and then all of a sudden he hung up on me. I, I you know, lost the <laughs> connection. Wow. Wow. Yeah, well, I, this, <laughs> today the guy... The guy was saying today, like, yeah, sir, you're out of warranty. And, uh, I, and then I kept on, like, following his instructions as to what I'm supposed to do when I get off the phone. And he was trying to push me off the phone. And I just said, all right, I'm not going to hang up. So I'm at netgear.com now. And, um, and I tried to have him guide me through it. But he's like, sir, if I keep talking, it would be a big, big help. You know, like, that's a bad thing to help people. <laughs> It would be a big, big help. 
because it's out of warranty and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, but fuck you. You gave me a shitty product for right. way too much money. And in fact, I saw routers today at Best Buy. None of them cost $300. The most expensive one I saw was like 150 and I think it's the same one as I have now. So I, I you know, spent way too much on this thing. I don't know if the prices of routers went down over the last year and a half, but uh, I didn't see any that were 300 bucks today uh, when I went to return that $90 cable that I bought yesterday. <laughs> and, and then when I got back to Sunset Park, I went to the hardware store and got a 50-foot cable for uh, $8.99. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant, sir. Yeah, buddy. Uh, I can... Uh, well, when are we doing the show this week? Wednesday or Thursday? Do we know yet? Do you know? Uh, no, I haven't done the research. It's, it's, uh, I'll let you know tomorrow. That's what I'm going to do right now. Okay. Uh, everyone tune in tomorrow to Blaze and Rye Radio. We have Steve Carrington, the jazz healer. He's a jazz saxophonist uh, and a singer based out of New York slash folk rock popper uh, named... Oh, God. What's her name? <laughs> uh, what the hell is that woman's name? Uh, I'm, I'm pulling it up. It's something like, it's Julianne something. Julianne Julia Jones? Child? Uh, Julia Child is on next week. Yes, it's Julianne okay. Jones. So tomorrow, and this woman, Julianne Jones, she speaks Chinese. How about that? Does she really? She does. I have no idea how she learned it or where, but every song she has, like half the song is in English and half is in Chinese, and they call her oh. like a, a feist who knows Chinese. That's pretty impressive. Well, tell her Ni Hao. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, I'll tell her Guano Hao. <laughs> Guan, guano Haini. Or Guano Haini. <laughs> yes, Guano Haini. Uh, <laughs> all right. Let me know when we're doing our show tomorrow. And I can think of no better way of ending the show than by saying, if it ain't showbiz, it ain't a biz. John Weeks, thank you so much for doing this uh, spur-of-the-moment no, Sunday sir. night thing. No problem. Thank you, sir. Uh, and if it ain't showbiz, it ain't a biz. Hit the brakes, Florence. And if you have a Barbie doll, what are you going to do with that thing? You're going to open the grill, burn a couple burgers, and uh, cut off her hand, put it on the grill, put it in a... Put it in a, a basket and uh, eat it and bring it to uh, Popeyes, you know, and try to sell it as fried shrimp. And then uh, it's welcome to springtime, baby. <laughs> <laughs> good night, everyone. Good night, Weeks. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night.